Thank you. Thank you very much for this wonderful introduction and also for this invitation to be here. It's also an opportunity to, to face what is happening now with the pandemic and, and have a community through poetry. So I'm very, very excited to be here today. Um, uh, Christine and I have been collaborating on, on, on different projects and it's beautiful and I'm so excited that we are here today. It's going to be a treat. I mean, I, I do think it's going to be, to be a treat to have uh, these poems. I write in Spanish, that's my tool, that's my language, that's my accent, that's my glitch with the English grammar. So, but I want to, to, to listen to my poetry and other uh, projects that I've done in Spanish with the English translations by Christine. So uh, we are going, usually I try to do like a more chronological process, but we are going to do the opposite in the sense that this is Trece Lunas Treces, 13 Moon 13, uh, is our very last thing that we work together. Uh, so uh, this is a book, and that is more than a book, it's also a project. I always, I never respect these limits. So I usually do different things with this, with poetry as well. But this was also a book that was published in 2011, but we just finished our translation of the moons. And uh, these are moons that are um, science. So it's, it's about moons from, um, from the string theory, from the universe, but also uh, menstrual um, uh, moons. This is also a feminist book. Uh, so we are going to give you a sample and every single time when I, when I present my moons to an audience, I have an additional assistant. Her name is Agnes and she's been with me for many years now in many other projects. In a way, it's my alter ego, my ego alterado. And uh, so let's listen to what she has to tell us about the moons. So it's going to give us some basic information that perhaps you don't know. The moon is the only natural satellite of the Earth, of the fifth largest satellite in the solar system. Its prominence in the sky and its regular cycle of phases have, since ancient times, made the moon an important cultural influence on language, calendars, art, and mythology. The moon's gravitational influence produces the ocean tides and the monthly lengthening of the day. Oxígeno. 43%. Silicio, 21%. Aluminio, 10%. Calcio, 9%. Hierro, 9%. Titanio, 2%. Y níquel, sodio, cromo, potasio, manganeso, azufre, fósforo, carbono, nitrógeno, hidrógeno, helio la composición de la luna. Oxygen, 43%. Silicon, 21%. Aluminum, 10%. Calcium, 9%. Iron, 9%, magnesium, 5%, titanium, 2%, plus nickel, sodium, chromium, potassium, manganese, sulfur, phosphorus, carbon, nitrogen, hydrogen, helium, composition of the moon. Space sickness, 
Síndrome de adaptación espacial. Desubicada siempre y en perpetuo movimiento. El traje espacial inadecuado y ajeno al conflicto entre mis sentidos y la orientación frágil de mi cuerpo en volandas. Entre masas que absorben luces como ojos gigantes, alucinando, inventando opciones que traduzco en arcadas, en cifras que procuran poemas. Guiños acaso a fuerzas gravitatorias externas. Sigo flotando, aerostática, enferma. Buscando un ancla caso, pensándome, gabritón, yo misma, que oscila en pleuras y dimensiones, perpetuamente a la deriva, multiplicada o no, indiscernible, detectable apenas en fricción de vocablos, materia oscura acaso, inadaptada y curva hasta el abismo y náusea, de un mar sin bordes. Space sickness, spatial adaptation syndrome. Out of position, always and in perpetual motion, the spacesuit, inadequate and foreign to the conflict between my senses and my suspended body, its mild vertigo, between masses that absorb light as if gray eyes, deluded, envisioning options that I translate into retching, into ciphers advocating poems, winks hinting at external gravitational forces. I keep on floating, aerostatic, ill in search of a possible anchor, thinking myself a graviton as I oscillate among pluras and dimensions, perpetually adrift, multiplying or not, indiscernible, barely detectable in friction among words or within dark matter, maladjusted and curving into the void, into the nausea of a limitless sea. Luna de sangre, menstruum universale. Como la luna esparces tu mar reflejo por la entrepierna, como la luna te dejas morir y hacer, iluminada y líquida por la entrepierna que lame celebración y epitafio, como la luna. Muerte y sección, nacimiento y vulva herida, apocalipsis y encuentro pálpito con el ritmo claro del mundo. Muerte y medida exacta, mis flujos y tus mareas. Y ahora avanzas roja y seguida, buscando cauce y pálpito lunar, geometría hambrienta por mi epidermis, haciendo caso omiso de artificio inalámbrico, de lámparas incandescentes, de paredes quebradas y digitales, espejos. Como la luna, Riges y pesas, haces balance, modificas y ensanchas hasta parir 
y abrirme, lugar de la muerte y el deshacerte a medias. Equilibrio y herida, mi sangre como la luna. Blood Moon, Menstruum Universale. Like the moon, you let your ocean show on your inner thigh. Like the moon, you allow yourself to be, die, create, illuminated and liquid across your thigh as it licks at epitaph and joy. Like the moon, death and division, birth and wound, vulva, apocalypse and sense convergence with the world's crystalline rhythm, death and exact measurement, my flows and your tides. And now you move ahead, red and regular, looking for your course and lunar sense, a geometry hungering through my epidermis, disregarding wireless artifices, incandescent lamps, broken walls, and digital mirroring. Like the moon, you govern. You grow heavy, you balance, transform, and widen until you birth and open me, death place and your slight unmaking. Equilibrium and wound, my blood like the moon. So you have like a sample of moons. Uh, now we are going to move in a completely different direction. Uh, so this is, this is a project uh, that I made in the year 2008, but it was published in 2011. And uh, it's a, it's, it's a oh, uh, something is happening that it shouldn't be happening. Okay, so let's try. Uh, so this is a project I did with sheep. Uh, I cannot pronounce that right. Okay, sheep. Um, uh, so this is, this is also a project of a random poetry and interspecies. And um, I'm going to show you, I have also an interface and, and Christian and I, Christian was intrigued by this project. And one of the things that we can discuss in the, perhaps later is uh, about how to translate this into Vermont. We had lots of conversations. So let me, let me show you this. This is, this is in Spanish again. And I'm, I'm, I'm proposing an, a, a one of the readings. Uh, but of course, uh, this is random poetry. So what I did was we, with, with a group of people, we put like words that in Spanish have meanings by themselves. But then when they get together with other words, can create new possibilities of readings. Like for example, the word sol, that means as you all know, sun. If you get the word together with the word S, S, which is the, the, the third person of the verb to be, then you have the plural solace. So let's see what happened with this project through this interface that somehow is being blocked here. Okay? Extraer fórmulas en So I think it's kind of, perhaps you can follow it in, in Spanish. Distancias a fines. Fragmentos solos. Servilismos. Envergaturas. So at least you have here servilismos. Ser is the verb to be. Vil is somewhat vile. Ismos is always my homage to the avant-garde, to the many ismos. But together servilismos means to be servile. Huh? So that's one of the options. Here they are. Yes. 
Búsquedas sin freno. Puertas, soles de algodón y mar. Colores y abatimientos. Me suma tu pulso. Oveja. Oveja, I didn't say this, but oveja means sheep. Obviously, <laughs> a little detail there. And negro and ovejas means, you know, black on sheep, because it's the, it's the words, the letters. Tu a tu llama redil y aventuro infinitos. Yeah, there was a one line missing, sorry. So this is just a little bit of, uh, I love this. Okay, it's not stopping. Too bad. Now, this is gorgeous. So this was part, it was incorporated to the performance itself. I don't know if you want to say something about this. I know that Christine was very intrigued and we were like thinking, how can we translate this? First of all, I hope over your next communal meal, you will come up with strange ideas of things to translate. But um, one of the things that we talked about, so I saw this in my role as a magazine editor and we published black and white stills in a magazine that was multilingual. So we didn't attempt to translate it. We could just let it be its own free play in that format. Um, I don't know very many people who would produce something that might be that enjoyable looking only at the end product of these ovejas. So I propose that in Vermont, um, this was an organic farm in Spain, where better to find an organic sheep farm and reproduce something but with all of the words um, set up in English from the start. To me, the best translation would be with our own sheep and their own words and, and watch them run around and play. So consider what strange translation products you might come up with yourselves. Actually, no, but shouldn't we? Yes. 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 Well, we don't have the farm and the sheep, you know. Actually, <laughs> I was very close to do it this year. I, my intention was to do it in, uh, in the art hop because to 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 be along with the um, I don't know if you are if you know the the tallest uh, file cabinet in the world do you know that well it's made by it was made by uh, Bren Alvarez as a, a as a political statement that nobody knows about <laughs> so actually because of the part where it's actually going to to happen we need to move that tower that obelisk and we wanted to do it also having cheap especially for the 50th anniversary of Earth Day in April. And getting the ship, we had some, of, some ideas and I, we were going to be engaged in doing the translation. But of course the pandemic came and we couldn't do anything. However, however, this is still in our minds and we'll definitely be able to do that. I, 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 kind of, I have a little bit of a discrepancy with, with Christine, but I, I completely trust, uh, not only trust, I, I, I love the, her, her skills. Uh, 
amazing award-winning translator. But I, I really thought that for a true Vermont translation, we should be using cows. Not really, I, that's the way I think it. However, I mean, the, uh, the possibility for random poetry is very limited as well, because they don't move much. That's the thing. But you know, we, we'll, we'll get goats, there. Goats would be very productive. I think, because they move much. <laughs> That's true too. And actually they are moving in that direction to have more goats in the farms. I was reading about it. So here we are next, next year. Um, I, I just gave you uh, options for you to think this, this is also a, um, um, a residence for writers and artists. Think about possibilities of, of you know, uh, this is a page where you can perhaps think of how to do this in a different way, how would we, you translate that, etc. So yes, you know, uh, maybe tomorrow we are going to be here a few days. If you think of, of something to inspire us as well, it would be great. So but keep thinking as a possibility for a near future. Okay, so this is, this, and this is something that we got together because of this, because she, was, she liked with Mandorla this particular poem with sheep. So we're going to move to something else that is related to related to the sheep, huh? which is um, robots. Okay, they are also creatures. They also move. I didn't bring any. Sorry about that. But you have that. You have this. This being. This is a project that they started in 2015 as a prototype. And Christine was there. It's based on, the, um, it's based on, um, on a poem written from the, poem, the, the point of view of the robots, uh, where the, the issue of existence, what makes us creators, what makes us creatures, uh, is kind of the main component. I could talk a lot about this, the way, the materials, everything. But you see that in the legs, you have the poems. It's a poem in seven parts. I was able to create five quadrupeds. I have a bigger exapod still in process. And in the front, you see the Spanish uh, segments. And in the back is the, is the English translation by Christine. Uh, they have micro empathy, they have micro, micro MP3 players and uh, as sensors. I'm going to show you, of course, this is, there is a little bit of an issue now with the links, but no problem, we will bear here, Robo Poemas. So I have another interface where you can explore them. All of this is in my page, tinascaja.com. And you have different poems. And also you have options like a, a, augment, a, augmented reality panels. You can see them in movement, you know, and I'm going back uh, by accident to my page. And you, I want to show you also the 3D component of each of them. So you have an opportunity to, to read it closely and to have a closer relation, <laughs> closer um, uh, opportunity to, to read them, etc. So I don't know how we can do this, uh, but you, Maybe we can, let's listen to the first one by Agnes. I think it's Agnes. And then we will read the other ones too. Okay, it's fine. In English. One, inhabited by ciphers, code, codigo, circuits. Algorithm infers my entity without any position or effect. Q, 
In response to your number on the keyboard, diode, digital syntax, and word that only forms of designs me. So again, there is uh, sensors. Here, where is the sensor? Where can I show you? Well, you're not going to see my, my finger, but the sensor is that black thing right there. So that sensor, when with, with the robot moves, uh, encounters an obstacle, meaning a human or another robot, uh, then uh, reacts and the MP3 player with the poem starts to, to talk. So let's go for four. What about four, five, and six? Okay. So now the humans are going to speak. Okay. Cuatro. Te llego y soy. You are flesh, mi carencia. Tu carne, my shift, a que aspiro. Four. I arrive at you and exist. Tu carne, my deficiency, your flesh, mi tecla shift, longing. Cinco, avanzo y me desplomo y soy tu juguete circuito, el teclado de tu capricho y miedo a tu propia torpeza, vulnerable e impreciso en tu frágil universo que encapsulo. I step forward, buckle, and am your toy circuit keyboard for impulse and fear of your own clumsiness, vulnerable and nebulous inside your fragile cosmos, which I compress. Seis. Criatura Arduino. Nada soy y lo soy todo. Resisto, me impongo, avanzo, Control, shift, M. Six, Arduino creature. Nothingness am I and I am all. I withstand, prevail, go forward, control, shift, M. Siete, a tu semejanza, mi imagen. Seven, according to your likeness, my image. So, as you perhaps notice, is the idea of questioning the fear that is the, the element of fear that usually is, is related to technology. And that's why I use purposely these, um, these designs. They're, uh, they're open source designs, also creating a community uh, that are insect-like. So I emphasize the concept, I break the binaries between technology and humans, but also this idea of, of the fear that is created by, um, by uh, the cliche of technology and also by these creatures, making them like connecting with you, using also an organic material instead of the classic metal related to robots. In this case, is, is birch wood. 
So it's, it's more organic. So I'm just playing around. And of course, according to your likeness, my uh, image is so, somehow inverted the, the idea of the genesis. Huh? So maybe questioning uh, that anxiety that maybe we are also the products of the imagination of robots. So this is a big project and it's an ongoing project. Uh, now we are going to go back to, um, we are going to go back in time uh, to this, um, this, um, uh, another project called Caida Libre, free fall. Uh, Caida Libre, I'm going to talk a little bit about this tomorrow as well, because tomorrow is going to be an, ex I'm going to expand over these issues in terms of resistance in a collective setting. And we are going to do a little bit of this resistance today. And I'll talk also about this book of resistance, uh, the Latin American poets in resistance. Uh, so, but I, I want to explain this a little bit and perhaps a bit of them. We are going to read a couple of poems from this uh, award-winning book, Caída Libre, um, because this is a, this is a, this is a very dark um, collection of poems. And it really is very iconoclastic. It breaks with the notions of, the traditional notions of conception, um, pregnancy and delivery, but I put it together with the epic of the turn of the millennium in New York City and the, and the break of the Western values in many ways. It's a very feminist book. So when I try to make uh, another edition with, because this is a beautiful edition, I have it around there, it's excellent, but they didn't have that much of a distribution. When I tried to do a second edition, uh, I chose this, this uh, very well-known um, publisher in Mexico, Mantis Editora, but the editor kind of, in my opinion, censored the book in the sense that all the elements or many of the elements related to the feminism that are completely iconoclastic, questioning the idea of God, etc., were erased. So what happened, and we're going to read a couple of these poems, but after reading the poems, we are going to talk about the movement, the Structivista, which is questioning the canon, how the canon is created. And tomorrow you'll be able to participate as well in one of the performances. So we are going just to read a couple of them and move from there. Let's see. So this is, um, this translation is, is, is by Mark Eisner uh, because it was before, you know, I had the opportunity to <laughs> Christine. So just a couple of short points. Helicóptero detenido sobre el Hudson. Hélices detenidas levitando rieles de un mar sin fondo. Atrapadas hélices de metal que auscultan el cielo y no acaban de saberse cielo, ni pólipo, ni esfera. Atrapadas hélices sobre el líquido de tu estratosfera, niña mía, el juguete de tu corazón sin alas. Again, this is uh, Mark Eisner's translations um, in this. This is Fomite, right? Fomite, uh, local yes. press uh, brought this out. Helicopter detained over the Hudson. Arrested propellers levitating rails of a bottomless sea. Ensnared metal propellers examining the sky, not knowing they're neither sky, cyst, nor sphere. 
snared for colors over the liquid of your stratosphere, my child, the toy of your wingless heart. Final del tiempo, del juego, de las cosas que acaban y se deshacen como palomas sin rumbo. Final del mundo. Impredecible acierto de estrellas y fragmentos que escapan a tanta desazón. Es el fin, mi tesoro, que sonríes y elevas por encima de las copas y de los rascacielos. Este umbral sin mesura ni alimento, sin caricia ni hamaca. La bola del gigante neoyorquino se aventura en su paso simple, destella muchidumbres, regocijos. Es el fin y el comienzo, y expectantes asistimos al destino urbano y ocre de nuestro descalabro. Before I read this, because it's the last one from this book, I do want to raise the cover again and um, point to the title. It is free fall in English. You'll hear a reference to that in the manifesto that um, closes the reading tonight because that experience of being censored um, led Tina to the destructivist model, as she mentioned. The end of time of the game of things that extinguish and tear apart like aimless doves. The end of the world. Random triumph of stars and fragments escaping such great sorrow. It's the end, my darling girl, my treasure, who smiles and rises above the treetops and skyscrapers. This threshold void of restraint and nourishment, caress and hammock. Gigantic New York's New Year, Year Eve's ball drops at its simple pace, sparkling, rejoicing crowds. It's the end and the beginning, and we anxiously await the urban ochre fate of our havoc. So again, um, as a result, I started, I created this um, movement. Movimiento Destructivista, Destructivist Movement. And as you see there, there is a grave. The grave is, is that of an avant-garde uh, poet from Chile called Vicente Huidobro, who created the movement Creacionista, Creationism. So I did Destructivism, and as you see, that grave, the, the, uh, the, the picture is inverted because it's exactly what I want to do. To invert the, as, a, as, a, as a way to question the canon, the way that the canon is created, the, the way that the canon establishes who is the one who be part of that tradition, who is not most often women. So uh, as, as um, we did this book, that we published in 2016, uh, Manual Destructivista, with the translation of Christine Dijkstra, Destructivist Manual. And what we are going to do, I mean, I, I invite you to, to check this out. There are many components that are related to the intersections with technology, even though this is in paper, there is a Twitter novel, there is a um, wash up uh, misunderstanding, etc. But also there is a manifesto. So um, we are going to do a performance uh, of the Manifesto Destructivista. Destructivista. So we are going to uh, invite Carlene to help me with, to, to make this possible. So let's see how it goes. Okay.
Destructivist Manifesto. Upon Widobro's grave, October 12, 2014, Mapuche Resistance Day, the destructivist destroys poetry in its censored shapes, obsolete complicities, canonical restrictions, demystifies it, dismembers it, bites it, tears it, turns it to toilet paper, to origami, to poetry in Hokkien. Destructivism creates through destruction. Destruction is the path to creation. Poetry is reaction. Poetry is resistance. Poetry breaks conventions, regulations, destroys political, social, religious, canonical impositions. The poem creates the author, not the other way around. The poet is and is not God according to the degree determined by the poem. Because the God of institution and ritual doesn't exist since they do not exist, they are not and have never been anything but conventions, which the destructivist poeta destroys and renews, returning to the chaos of origin, to nobody's chaos. Free fall, free fall into the sky, free fall into the paper, the keyboard, the apps free of social extraction of racist and classist implication of restrictive etiquettes of imperial veracity of sacrosanct wars and consumerist avowal. Destructivism resists, repels machismo, conformism, social control, barcodes. Poetry is in the metropolis on the mountain inside moons and it is not genres and boundaries shatter. Genres of sexuality, literature, coding, all unbalanced conventions that stultify, marginalize, confuse, kill. Poetry, art, binary code, multimedia are interchangeable products in the destruction construction of new rituals. There is no hierarchy or authority. Destructivism is fundamental and irrefutably anarchic. Monarchy, dictatorship, all institutionalized religion, its opposites. Commitment to justice is a kind of destruction of political hegemony, liberating and redeeming us. Social and historical commitment is a destructivist exercise transforming convention into verse. The tree exists nowhere, but in software and interface. Reality does not exist if it is neither augmented nor diminished. Technological passion is a weapon loaded with future. Verse is a usurped convention and word, it must be revitalized with inversion and wink. Vomit and collision, taboo is a destructivist tool. It renews and requires both gaze and reaction, overcomes archaic sanctimony, frees, proclaims, seduces, connects with that which moves in irreality. God definitively is not. The destructivist poeta proclaims absolute freedom in the poem. Without tension or inquisition, without original sin or baggage, free fall, signed, Tina Scaja, Poeta Destructivista, Santiago, New York, Burlington, December 2014.